You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds Klein Appraisal, and your host of this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So earlier this week, the Seattle City Council and their infinite wisdom decided to whack the budget of the Seattle Police Department a little bit, and that caused the longtime chief of the Seattle Police Department to retire. And so what we've got is this kind of ongoing situation in the city of Seattle. We hear defund or abolish the police. You're hearing that all across the country. But here in particular in Seattle with CHOP, with our Capitol Hill oppression protest, Occupy protest. I always get that wrong. Can't ever figure that out, even though I was there. With one of the major demands there was defund the police right now. So we have defunded the police a little bit, but... Some of the major concerns are that businesses in the area, especially in the downtown core area, who are already struggling with the pandemic, with the shutdown and with people not going back to work in the high rise environments, those businesses are really suffering. And there are multiple stories out there of businesses closing because they've basically said, all right. We could probably get through the whole pandemic thing. We could probably work our way through that. But with the level of crime in the area and with police, with the police department going the wrong way with defunding, you're going to have fewer police officers on the street to respond to calls. Stores and businesses in high crime areas that have already been hit a bunch, those are the ones that are going to basically shut down and say, ah, we're done. We're out not going to do it anymore. So a story we're going to look at today is a tea shop in downtown Seattle has decided to close its doors and not necessarily just because of the defunding of the Seattle police, but the pattern of actions that city of Seattle is kind of pointing to and saying, yep, this is what we're on board with and defunding the police and uh, heading that direction. That's a, that's a place that no business owner wants to go. Yep, I'm going to expand my business with that type of environment going on. So let's jump on in here and see what we've got. And this is a story I found on Eater Seattle. I'm not super familiar with that, but it's got a lot to do with restaurants and um, related type uh, businesses. And the headline is Seattle Tea Shop Blames Downtown Closure the downtown closure of its store on efforts to defund the police. And you might say, yeah, all right, you're closing your store, but we just voted to defund the police. That is, that's the, that's the grabber of the headline, right? Let's be honest. It's a clickbait title, but it's got some real meat to it from the standpoint of, I think this closure has been in the works for a while. And a lot of it has to do with the crime in the area where this store is located. And we'll get into that. But it's in, a, it's in a high crime area. It's in a downtown Seattle area. It's in an area that uh, the peaceful protesters slash violent rioters hit pretty hard and went through and just blasted out store windows, did some looting, a lot of damage, a lot of damage caused. And in this area, they have had one of those mobile police uh, stations kind of posted up on the street because of just the basic violence going on in downtown Seattle now. So here's a quote from the owner. What the city council has done has been more detrimental to our business than a global pandemic. This is from co-owner uh, Joe Reitzner. He told Q13. This is a story by Gabe Guarente earlier this week, August 12th, uh, 2020. 
So in a recent interview with local Fox affiliate Q13, the owners of local tea shop mini chain Steepology, I don't know if I've heard of Steepology, maybe I've heard of the word and just didn't know what it meant. I thought it meant maybe the study of tea, I don't know. But it's a store. Uh, the owners of local tea shop mini chain Steepology, Andrea and Joe Reitzer, said they permanently closed their downtown location, citing the city council's citing the city council's effort to decrease the budget for the Seattle Police Department as a major factor in the decision. This is what I look for is patterns, things where, where people are going, okay, yeah, this is getting worse, it's not getting better. And with the action of the CDCO council, this is going to get way worse. And I think it will before it gets way better. Um, but let's kind of keep going on here. They let her, later clarified to Eater Seattle, that's the place I'm reading this article, that the shop closure happened July 31st. So before the, the vote from the Seattle City Council, before this, the council officially voted to pass the budget amendments this week with cuts to the Seattle Police Department, and they had nixed a plan to relocate to Westlake Center due to the full-on vote itself. What City Council has done has been more detrimental to our business than a global pandemic. By far, absolutely. Not just by a little bit, by far. They could get through the pandemic, but this is a whole nother level where you don't have the, when you don't have safety as far as the business goes, people don't want to go to your store. And for a tea store, you're going to have a lot of walk-in traffic. If you don't have much walk-in traffic, guess what? You don't have business. So there's only so many people that are going to be like, ah, let's look up the tea store online and let's go there. A lot of it's just going to be people wandering down downtown Seattle. Okay, let's head on in there. The couple mentioned that they supported police reform and the protests. But Andrea said, our ability to express ourselves and protest what we believe in now has completely been overtaken by violence and rioting and complete lack of respect for each other. On Monday, after several weeks of deliberation, that's this past Monday, the city, the city, the Seattle City Council passed budget amendments for 2020 that would cut the police force by 100 officers. Not a ton, but it's a whack and it's the wrong direction. It's fewer officers versus more. And we were already at capacity kind of ha handling the crime that Seattle's got already. There are, I think, right around 1,400 police officers in all of the Seattle Police Department. Uh, so cut the police force by 100 offers, disband the team that removes homeless encampments. Oh, that's awesome. So you're just going to have homeless people running everywhere because ah, we're not going to get decamped. Let's just do this. Let's set up a camp right here, wherever that may be. Cut the police force by 100 officers, disband the team that removes homeless encampments and shrink the pay for some high ranking command staff. The amendments came after the past several months of Black Lives Matter protests that included calls to defund the police and reinvest the money in community resources. Seattle Police Chief, police Chief Carmen Best subsequently announced her retirement Tuesday, saying there was a lack of respect for the department in the wake of the council vote. Yeah, there is. It's just they do not respect the job that the police do. And the Seattle community is going to suffer as a result. But at least some of Steepology's concerns predate the Seattle Police Department shakeup, the protests, and the pandemic. The owners of the Loose Leaf Tea retailer say that the location on 4th Avenue and Stewart Street, which has been open since 2017, had sent a steady had 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 seen a steady drop in customer traffic over the past year and a half. 
So this location is 4th Avenue and Stewart. It's downtown Seattle. It is about 11 blocks to the southwest of CHOP. So if you go due west from CHOP, down the hill and kind of over into kind of just follow the hill towards the water towards Puget Sound, you'll run in to this the area where this uh, loose leaf tea company is located. So it is not far from chop. And oftentimes what the protesters from chop would do, they go from chop, they go to the Westlake Mall, or they go to a couple other locations very close to where this place is. And those are all areas with high crime. We've seen tons of lootings, tons of break ins, just the police are there all the time. So it's an area that's really tough for a small business like this to survive. And so I think with everything going on, kind of the the defund the police and or even just that effort alone is enough for a business in an already high crime area to say, you know what, we've got some other locations that we're working on, or we've got other businesses up and running, we're out of here. This just isn't going the right direction. The trend is not a good one in this case. So back in January, there was a deadly mass shooting on Third Avenue and Pine Street near that's nearby that drew a renewed pressure for an increased police presence in the vicinity, including a call to tear down a McDonald's on that block and replace it with a mobile precinct. The Steepology owner's daughter was assaulted inside the store a week before the third and pine shooting in an incident captured on surveillance footage. Then I kind of looked into that incident and it was just a looney tune just coming after this owner's daughter, just typical unhinged Seattle person going nuts. According to Andre Ratzer of Steepology, which is which still has open locations in Fremont in Seattle, the Alderwood Mall up in Linwood and the South Center Mall down in Tukwila, with an Issaquah opening uh, in September, they asked its landlord to increase security outside the downtown outpost, but notes that 24-7 security is cost prohibitive. You just, you, you're running on such small bi- uh, margins with these businesses and the landlords, they can't afford to provide 24-7 security because that's some guy standing there at what, 20, 25 bucks an hour? I don't know what security guards make. Do they make 18 bucks an hour, minimum wage? I don't know, maybe 20 bucks an hour. That's a huge expense that neither the landlord or the business owner can sustain, and yet they probably need it, right? I know when I was on the ground covering the uh, riots here in Bellevue, I know we were called, they were initially they were called peaceful press protesters, but the stuff I saw in Bellevue was wildly violent. And this is a suburban town. What I saw was small business owners who had the money, they were hiring armed private guards so that if somebody came close to their business, guess what? They're met with some resistance. Just like the peaceful protesters heading towards Carmen Best's home in Linwood were met with armed residents of the area, basically neighborhood people with guns said, yeah, we don't want your protests in our neighborhood. And so the protesters backed off and that was that. Um, So the owners had considered reopening that location, the one in Seattle in June, but nixed the plan after the first weekend of protests in May, which impacted the downtown area. The protests were brutal in downtown Seattle. We had hoped to fully reopen on several occasions only to have it pushed back due to the lack of team members willing to come back, despite us paying all returning staff a $1,000 bonus and continued safety issues. So the employers, then the employees 
they don't want to work at this store. They couldn't get people to come work there. How dangerous does it have to be during a pandemic when you're telling people, yep, you got a job here and they're like, ah, no, thanks. I'm going to go work. I'm going to work over here at this store, not in this immediate area because it's way safer. I think I probably won't get harassed. I think I, my odds of getting either maimed or killed will be far less at a different location. So good luck with that store. These are all the things that a store owner is like, man, we can't even get people to work here. What is going on? Well, we're in a high crime area. And it's only going to get worse if you do things like defund the Seattle Police Department, which is already kind of at its tipping point because it's a big city with big city crime. All right, the owner tells Eater Seattle that the store officially closed July 31st, more than a week before the city council officially voted on the budget amendments, but that the overall defunding talk played into the decision and the actual vote made them abandon a relocation plan. Rumblings of defunding have been going on for months now, and hearing what we knew would be a move to cut the budget was the last straw, Andrea adds. We had planned to relocate the downtown store to Westlake Center so we could have more eyes on the store, but we have canceled those plans now with the city council vote. They just don't want to be in the area. Can't really blame them. Get the heck out of there. Not all Seattle, not all Seattle businesses echo Steepology's concerns, and several has supported an effort to defund the police with an eye on more holistic public safety measures. Okay, business owners, are you crazy? You need the police to basically ensure the safety of your patrons, ensure the safety of your employees, ensure you, the owners of the company, ensure your safety. Holistic measures are not going to get you very far. Unfortunately, I think this is a social experiment that we have to go through. Some people are probably going to get, like I said, maimed, they're going to get killed. And then we're going to figure out, ah, this isn't working. Let's rework this plan. Let's consider this social experiment, an experiment that probably not going to turn out all that great. But it looks like this is the road we're heading down. So we just got to deal with it. So uh, with an eye on more holistic public safety measures. That includes the popular International District coffee shop, Hood Famous Cafe and Bar, which along with Belltown's Neon Boots, which is located just several blocks away from Steepology, they have recently explored alternatives to calling the cops to de-escalate conflict when there's a disturbance. Let's check that out. Let's see what we got going on. What, what could you do if, if you don't want to call the police? What else do you do? A social worker, worker trained Hood Famous, the company Hood Famous, which is a cafe and bar, to post domestic violence and sexual assault hotlines, youth resources, substance abuse organizations, and many other numbers in a printable PDF for those who want to display them at their place of business. Okay, so there are other resources. I think everybody knows that. And for those individual circumstances, that's great. But when you have somebody smashing in your front window with a hammer, saying they're going to rob you or saying nothing at all, and just coming into your store, or who are you going to call? Are you going to call a sexual assault hotline? Nope. You're going to call a domestic violence hotline? Nope. How about a youth resource or substance abuse organizations? No, you are going to get on the horn as fast as you can to 911. Get yourself the biggest cop out there possible. That's what I would do. But that's just me. If you want to call if somebody's breaking into your business and you want to call a domestic violence hotline, 
go for it. That's not where I'm at. But again, that's just me. And um, everybody has their own opinion of how they would run a business. So meanwhile, the city council's budget amendments still fall far short of demonstrators demands to cut the Seattle Police Department by 50%. The money saved this year is an estimated to be just 3 million of the department's 400 million annual budget. So a tiny little haircut. But what they did do is they cut the executive pay of many of the senior police officers to the point where those people who are the most or uh, who are the most uh, experienced and have been with the police department the longest. Those are the people that are saying, yeah, you're gonna whack my pay that much. I'm out of here. Just like uh, police chief Carmen Best. And that's exactly what she did. I'm out of here. I'm done. 28 years. I'm all done. The council voted to take more significant steps in 2021, including the creation of a new department that would take 911 dispatch out of the hands of police. Again, another genius, genius move by the Seattle City Council. We don't we don't really want to have the call center with the police department because we want to have social workers show up at, at calls. We want to make that decision. Leave it with the cops. Leave the call center with the cops. I understand that a lot of these calls are not required to have a police officer, but let a cop sort it out. That's that's just what you do. I don't, I don't think it's reasonable in the big city like Seattle. Other cities, other towns, other smaller areas where you don't have the kind of crime that you've got going on with the homeless people and the drug addicts in Seattle. Let's be honest, that's where so much of your crime comes from, right? So we know we've got a homeless problem. We know we've got a, an opioid problem. We've got a drug problem. We, we do. We have shoot-up centers left and right so that you don't have needles all over the streets. So we've got high crime. We, we're not in an area where you could probably have social workers respond to these calls. Have 911 center. Be with the police. That's where it needs to be. So when you call 911, you're not getting some social worker who really can't help you out. That's just not fair. That's unreasonable to expect. And I think most people realize that. But if you think differently, that is your call. And you know, that's America, right? All right. So the council voted to take more than significant steps in 20 voted to take more significant steps in 2020, including including the creation of a new department that would take 911 dispatch out of the hands of police. Again, not a good idea, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. It might seem like a small cut, but this is where it starts, says Andrea of Steveology. The Seattle Police Department was already shorthanded. We would have rather paid more taxes to help the homeless and drug crisis situation than take SPD off the streets. So that's one of the reasons that I chose this article. And let me read that last sentence to you again. We would rather have paid more taxes to help the homeless and drug crisis situation then take Seattle Police Department off the streets. So that's why this whole defund Seattle uh, pl police thing has been just a complete political deal, right? Do we really have that much systemic racism in the Seattle Police Department? I haven't really seen cases of that. Maybe there are. I'm sure there are there are instances of where the Seattle Police Department, a member of the Seattle Police Department, has acted in an appropriate way. I mean, we've had that from all police departments across the United States. But how many millions of calls do these guys go out on? You're going to have a misstep here. You're going to have something there. Like I've mentioned before, every now and then you get a doctor that makes a mistake or does something negligent. He gets sued. Yeah, that's a malpractice suit. But you don't defund the entire health organization, do you? You don't go down that route. 
you give that guy some training, maybe he loses his license, maybe you fire a police officer. That's what you do. You don't defund an entire department based off the actions of one person. But that's what's going on. And here is one business owner who is saying, yeah, raise our taxes, help out the homeless, help out the drug crisis situation, because these aren't really the result of anything the Seattle Police Department has done. And yet you are punishing them for just being police and being a department in kind of the wake of this, all of this uh, Black Lives Matter protest stuff, right? I mean, that's, that's the whole end result of this in one of the cries, the continual cries by the uh, protesters is defund the police. So here's a direct result of defunding the police. You've got businesses that are probably going to leave some of the higher crime areas. And a lot of that is in the downtown areas. And the downtown areas, those are the areas that the peaceful protesters are doing their violent rioting. So that's what we've got going on. That's the way I see it. Um, so we'll just have to see how much more the Seattle Police Department gets its budget cut, especially in 2021, when we'll have a full year out in front of us. And because right now we've only got a few months left on 2020 here in Seattle. Well, 2020 here and everywhere. Where am I talking about? Calendars, the calendar, the same everywhere, right? But we'll we'll have a chance to kind of see. All right, we're going to cut about four million from the Seattle Police Department budget now. What does 2021 look like? And we're going to have some massive budget cuts across all governmental entities as it is, just because the revenue, the tax revenue from the COVID-19 is going to cripple basically all economies. And uh, moving forward, it's going to be brutal. It, it is. It's just going to be horrific. And you're going to have states reaching out for federal aid going, oh, help, this isn't good, help. So that's where we're at right now. And as we have more stories that kind of point to, okay, here's some more effects of defunding the Seattle Police Department, I will cover them. And if there are other things where people are like, um, you know, I think this is a really good byproduct of defunding the police. I am open to posting those as well. So if you're watching this on YouTube, love to hear your comments about what you would like to see as far as storylines on defunding the police, because I know this is a super hot topic right now. As an adult and a business owner and a dad, I still can't wrap my head around wanting to defund the police. But again, that's just me. But you're listening to my podcast. So that's where we're at. So thank you so much for tuning in. That's it for me on this one. Again, I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal, and your host of this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Love to have you subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, and thank you so much if you've already subscribed there or subscribed on the podcast platforms. I will catch you guys on the next one. Thanks again. Bye for now. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out. 